Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. He is my co-host, Vic Mattis of the Washington Free Beacon, and we are your morning show for any hour. I think I am. Oh, I'm definitely over-caffeinated and underprepared today. I had a cold brew. Those things are strong. Woo! Okay. What? Okay. Hello, Mary Catherine. <laughs> a question for you. What is the difference between a cold brew and iced coffee? I... That's, you know what? I'm like not it's an actual machine. That, in other words, the coffee was never in its entire life hot. I don't think like so. Like it was brewed cold. That's why that's, they called cold brew. You know, honestly, someone offered me a cold Nitro. brew and I thought they just meant like an 11 a.m. beer. And I was like, well, that sounds pretty good. And then I was like, oh, cold brew. Cold Got brew, it. yeah. I thought cold brew. Many, <laughs> many, many years ago, going to a, a Phillies game and a friend of my friend, she asked if we had any bud. And I said, yeah, we got a Budweiser right here. What do you, what do you want? <laughs> no, I d- is, is cold brew just like steeped, sort of like if you did iced tea? I'm going to assume it's a spe- – Jennifer's dying over here. I'm going to assume it's a, a special way where you brew it cold. It's, it, it was never hot in its lifetime. Okay, that's a yes. good guess. Oh, she, it's okay. Jennifer's not This is a good th- – I like this. Yeah. This is this is a game that we should play. Yes. Where we just talk mm-hmm. about things mm-hmm. we are completely yes, uninformed say, about. Yes, this segment's called Questions for Morons. And then we we try to like yeah. just put our best guess on yeah. it, and then Jennifer will tell us yes or no. That is yeah, correct. That's right. That's right. Okay. So aside from that, aside aside from that, I'm doing fine. I'm looking forward to my evening because last day of school for my son. He's gone tonight. Kate has a work thing, so it's just me and my daughter. She is. She really takes after me. My wife says because she is a real foodie as well. Oh, nice. And so she's like, "Where are we gonna go for rest? Where are we gonna oh, go eat no. for dinner?" And it's really kind of exciting we once did a place in mclean and she never had escargot oh nice so I don't know, let's try it and they gave you the clamps I and you had escargot. to do the whole thing like the from like pretty woman it was very funny and then i was thinking about it's sort of like ruth reichel she talked about this in one of her books when she grew up and she went to a boarding school i think it was in canada and one of her classmates french and she brought her home like for a weekend or whatever the father was a French diplomat and discovered that Ruth really likes food and discovering new food. So immediately he was very delighted about this and just starts giving oh, her just to see her reaction, like trying Brie for the first time. Love and it. I, that's how I feel. I always talk about how much I wish the kids were smaller, but this is one of the highlights of them now. True. Yeah. They're more adventurous in this way. Yeah. And you can have a conversation and listen and just sort of like a going out, like almost adult like. And I thought to myself, you know, one of these years, that will be you. But the question is, who among your children do you think will be the most sort of like restaurant savvy or a kindred spirit, if you will? It's obviously the little ones. It's hard to know right now. But my second and I have almost identical taste in food, Uh, which can be a problem because I'll be eating my food and she just wants all of it. what What you have, yeah. But I do think... That we are aligned on that. And she's fairly adventurous already. And she's seven. Nice. So I think that she would likely be the one that would be happy to go out and try something. Now, my oldest really wants to be in a restaurant. Oh. But she just wants to be in the restaurant. I think she just wants to be served. Yes. Yeah. Ambiance and service. (laughs) Yes. Plus, so the food. I see. Yeah. It's not so important to her what she's getting. Just like, bring me some food, please. Yeah. Very funny. Well, With a nice lamp over my yeah, head. Yeah, no, yeah. I like that too. Yeah. How are you, Mary Catherine? I'm you okay, are, man. I feel like you're everywhere. Okay, I have been a couple places this week. I was on Hugh Hewitt's show. 
I was lovely. On, I was helping to host Ruthless. Oh boy! So you guys go listen yep. to what to that. Comfortably smug is recuperating from oh. a from a bad cold, ah. and so I stepped into his shoes. Ooh. I joked that that I'm like the guy who steps in to teach Jimmy Carter's Sunday school class while he's in hospice. <laughs> well, they're all hoping that. Like, am I yeah. am I doing yeah. it out of the goodness of my heart or am I a vulture? Like, we we're not sure. We're not sure. No, that so that was a blast. Good. I've, I've been on the TV and I wrote a piece for Outkick. So I'm and oh and like a thousand kid things because it's the last week of school. It is pretty much, I guess, for your kids. Public school, I think, goes into like mid to late June. But certainly welcome to all of our new listeners who have tuned in to us after yes. seeing you or listening to you. Thank you for on being On radio here. and TV. Thank you Hello. for coming and joining with the fun. Notice, by the way, your Sunday school reference, I avoided saying his name. <laughs> you did. You did. I, for, I forgot. Well Thank you. Done. I was, I was going to send out a, a tweet, too, about like, hey- is it just me or is he still alive? And then, you know, no, not doing it. Not doing it. Okay. Zip it up. That's it. All right. So I've accomplished a lot. Speaking of yes, accomplishing things. you have. Oh, hey. The Congress is looking almost functional, guys. Almost functional. Getting things done. Getting some things done. While we have been gone from the podcast for these two days, the... Debt ceiling bill yeah. compromised between McCarthy and Biden with a couple of other deputies negotiating as well on each side has passed the House and will now go to the Senate where it likely has a fairly easy road despite some objections mm-hmm. from ev- from people on both sides in both House and Senate, which, yeah. you know what, this is what compromise feels like, guys. And Honestly, I'm an ideological character over here. I don't love it because, as I said, we're fighting on Speaker McCarthy's turf, but the turf still sucks because we're at this insane fiscal level to begin with. Yeah. However, I think it paid a pretty bad hand pretty well, and it's gone surprisingly smoothly. And I said, I was on Hannity last night, and I said, look, these things don't feel great to me mm-hmm. and to many who want more spending cuts. I right. get it. I get it. However, you know who really likes compromise? A lot of American voters. Yeah. 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 And I've actually was on with Kellyanne Conway, who noted that McCarthy's favorables have gone up considerably since since he's been speaker. Yeah. And I think this is part of the reason. Right. And I think showing voters that things can function mm-hmm. is a good pitch. And further, I hope that this Thomas Massey idea that's in here that calls for regular order and appropriations bills is something we could actually do and say to voters, look, you don't want to get into the appropriations talk with them. They don't care about that. But you can say to them, we've been doing this brinksmanship. We've been doing heading to the precipice in our in our fast car. How about we do something normal? We have a process for that. And I don't think that's a bad pitch to voters. You, you, You know, you go to Twitter and what you see are all the extremes. Right. Well, for me, I'm only seeing it on one side, and it's a lot of supposed sort of Republicans and conservatives who are unhappy with McCarthy for having done this deal. And what they're saying is, I can't believe that Biden played McCarthy for a fool. I can't believe that McCarthy got fooled by a senile dude mm-hmm. into this horrible thing. And in fact, that Tip Insights, which usually comes out with these really interesting polls, they had a piece today saying, you know, 70, 70 Republicans voted against it. You know, his position as Speaker of the House may be in jeopardy. So so more 
Democrats than Republicans voted sure. for. Sure. However, there was a solid majority of both yeah. caucuses. Again, regular middle-of-the-road voters do not mind bipartisanship. Well, they actually like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the minority on that. <laughs> Sometimes it's not my favorite thing. But I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of cope happening on the left, right? So Which I, we don't really, I don't really hear a lot about it in the well, press because I think there's so much fixation over Speaker McCarthy's tenuous position right. as a speaker. Well, he, here's what I think yeah. about the idea of vacating the speaker. Look, I, I don't think you should... I don't think you should blow up your caucus after you have just averted a default, done something definitely more responsible than the Democrats would have done on their own. That's why I say like this is a this is a scale of terrible to possibly more terrible. And we're at like slightly better than terrible. And I I'm which for Congress mad than I could Congress is a huge improvement. (laughs) You were saying about this middle and how a lot of Americans actually do seek consensus. It's the same thing, though, but it's reflective in their representatives because, yeah, you have a lot of these Republicans, Democrats on the wings who are like, I voted against it because of reckless spending, et cetera, et cetera. Great. I get it. You get to feel good about yourself. But the government continues to function, number one. Number two, the dollar still remains the reserve currency for the world. Right. Right. Okay. We got that going for us, which is nice. Which is good. Yeah. And the other thing is, I think most members of Congress are also somewhere in the middle, but those are not the ones who get much cable time. True. I enjoyed this Huffington Post headline, which I think shows that certainly Democrats did not win this fight, that these no. were not. this was not a big win for the Biden White House, aside no, from having us not out. default. Yeah. It says, after calling Joe Biden senile, Republicans complain he outsmarted them. And it's like, I feel like this is a weak spin, yeah, guys. Totally. Like, you said you weren't going to negotiate you yeah. did negotiate yeah. not only did you negotiate it seems like there is kind of like again i'm a skeptic about whether these things ever materialize but it mm-hmm. does seem like an actual spending cut in some areas yeah now would i prefer that we deal with entitlements yes do i think it's irresponsible sure. that we don't yes especially medicare yeah uh, however yeah. like this is kind of how things have to get done at right. the moment and this is better than the like bang zoom to the moon plan for the budget yeah. that Democrats have, correct? He spent for, yes, he spent forever not willing to negotiate Biden, right? Right. Because he says he's got to decouple this and, and debt ceiling and budget. And then we coupled it up. We really yeah, coupled no, it. But, and Karine Jean-Pierre was the same way the other day. She's like, of course he was going to negotiate. You know, what happened to that? Remember her recurring theme? Anytime yeah. anything anybody brought up debt ceiling, she just kept on saying the same thing. Republicans need to do the job. Republicans need to do the it's job. like, well, they they did. And that yeah. that is what- They did. They passed that's that That's what turned the tide on this. They passed yeah. that bill. They passed it without even being messy, that yeah. first bill. It, it no, wasn't even loud right. or nasty oh, they were so, or contentious. Yeah. They were just like, mm-hmm. oh, we passed something, by the way, that prevents a default. And the White House is like, wait, wait, what? We need a month to adjust to this. They, they, they also wanted to have something from that initial bill sort of resonate in the press saying, Look, it's really, it's wacko. It's crazy, right? right. Biden was saying that it, that it was wacko. None of that really came out. There's nothing they were able to put their finger on and say, hey, this is, I can't it believe. It didn't stick. No. And yeah. in, in fact, I mean, the gist is, I think in a perfect world for Democrats, they would want everyone to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they don't want us to spend more. But guess what? I'm not sure people feel that way right no. this second. You know, we, for a long time, economy's fine, inflation's low. So anytime you warn about this sort of thing, it doesn't really resonate. It's resonating now because there, people are seeing sort of the effects of all the spending from the various packages, Inflation Reduction Act and all, in everyday prices. Yeah. So that Republican position, just the basic position of saying, 
we don't want to spend as much as you do. Can right. we do something about that? People generally like that. Yeah. And they're not on the Democrat side anymore. And polls no. indicate that. So, and my question, I think, on the, the, on the vacating the speaker question yeah. is, okay, I think it's self-destructive to blow up your caucus over this. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't mean it won't happen. Yeah. I think <laughs> I would wonder... I would wonder how resilient this anger is. I don't doubt that there are very real principled reasons that people voted against this thing. Sure. I don't doubt that there's some anger. Some people probably thought they needed to be more involved in the negotiations, right, once it went to McCarthy and Biden. Okay, I get it. I don't think that much like the news cycle that we stay on this story for very long once this thing has been resolved. Yeah. Let's hear a little bit of McCarthy when he when he came out of this vote last right. night. Thank you for staying late. I just got off the phone with the president. I talked to him twice today. And uh, after weeks of negotiations, we have come to an agreement in principle. We still have a lot of work to do, but I believe this is an agreement in principle that's worthy of the American people. Um, it has historic reductions in spending consequential reforms that will lift people out of poverty into the workforce, rein in government overreach. There are no new taxes, no new government programs. There's a lot more within the bill. We still have more work to do tonight to finish all the uh, writing of it. I do want to take a moment, though. I do want to thank Garrett Graves and Patrick McHenry for all their work on this and uh, for all the work that we're going to continue to do tonight. I know you'll have a lot of questions. I'm not going to take them tonight. Out of respect, I want to brief our members about where we currently are. Uh, I expect to finish the writing of the bill, checking with the White House and speaking to the President again tomorrow afternoon, and then posting the text of it um, tomorrow, and then be voting on it on Wednesday. Um, But thank you for your time, and I think this is very worthy of the American public. So I think we should be careful not to oversell. I don't think it's no. fabulous, but this is his job. He was also sort of like, I listened to the whole speech last night, and he was sort of delicately owning the libs. Yeah. Because he's, like, he's emphasizing the work requirements, and he's talking about some of these cuts, and he's talking about them in the way that Democrats talk about everything they do legislatively. He's like, like people's lives will be <laughs> ennobled by this legislation. People will... Yeah. Yeah. feel good about themselves yeah. and the American dream again because of this legislation. And you know, you know AOC's skin it's is driving, crawling. Yeah, it's driving them nuts. Crawling because Democrats, many of them, voted yeah. for this thing. And he's just like, yeah, you know, like we're going yeah, to, we're going to, I don't know, make America great again with these <laughs> work requirements. Now, so two things. One is listening to McCarthy. I'm always surprised at how high his voice actually is. Because you look at him, right? It's like he's like a, it's like a, what do you call it, an alto soprano? I mean, it's like really up there. Okay, but the other thing is, you is know, that problematic? No, not at all. Everyone is in the state. The, the people who urged Republicans not to vote for this bill, right, and said that it's just a giveaway, and the debt ceiling, you know, that we're continuing to raise the ceiling until 2025, and it's cynical because it's all about elections. It is worth considering what the concessions were because there weren't supposed to be any concessions. As you know, if Biden had his way, right, they wouldn't have had to make any concessions. And we talked about it on the last episode. We talked about SNAP requirements, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just sit there and collect the, you know, the, you know, for the food stamps and everything. And again, student debt payments. That is, they have to resume payment at the end of June. Right. You know, so if you're on a payment plan, that resumes again 
And there's some I saw some headline in the in in the, in the post or somewhere else saying, you know, as bad news, you're going to have to start paying back the debt. I, your loan. You it, have to bad news, the money you took out in a loan, you're going to have to pay it back. I hate I mm. hate to I hate to tell you that it's yeah. required that you pay for that. And, and the other thing is that really we don't talk enough about is this thing about the energy permits, you know, leases for in order for energy exploration in the United States. This the bill allows for that. It's going to take years for us to get back into gear, but this is something that Biden had stopped yeah. when he entered office. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, no, there's there are some good things yeah. in here. Also, you want to know how much they do just like work requirements, which which by the way, work requirements. I always say eighty twenty issue when I mean that something is widely very supported. I'm yeah. not sure that's the actual scientific number. I'd have to look that up. So don't right. quote me on it. But this is an issue that is work requirements for welfare is quite popular. Oh yeah, for able bodied people. This is Annie Lowry tweeting about an Atlantic piece called Work Requirements Just Won't Die. The debt ceiling deal clarifies a position Democrats should have adopted a long time ago. No work requirements ever for any person for any policy. I invite them to adopt that standard. This is an oh, Atlantic yeah. piece, by the way. So this is not like no, some... They love, the, the I'm, not, I'm not nutpicking here. No, no, no. They, they, they love to be edgy in either a good way or an awful way. They said it's, it's cruel... Yeah. Cruel and ineffective to ask people to work. Yeah, I. You know what? Members of Congress should try that and then go back to their town hall. No, no, please do. And uh, see how that goes please over. Do. So yeah. that, that's where it stands. I'm somewhat surprised mm-hmm. that it went as smoothly as it did. Again, I mean, look, we, yeah. this, this is June 1st, guys. Yeah. we're four days before the deadline. Yeah. What else? We got a bunch of things. They what they got we, a they what? got a bunch of things. McCarthy, can we I go to King's Dominion to... now, just for fun, because that's we're four it. days before the we deadline? Celebrate again. And notice how she pushed back that deadline. Again, my theory is all she needed to do is find another 10 days and you'd have money on the 15th and the 30th. That's all. That's her plan. I keep on talking about this. We'll never no. know now, but that's a good thing we don't well, know. And we, this do, is we, what, we don't want to get there, but I'm telling you. This is what some conservatives say who survived. wanted to like sort of stare down Biden is that there, the money's there. We wouldn't actually mm-hmm. default. Mm-hmm. But look. If he can do it ahead a of time, lot of. Great. A lot of the market yeah. is psychological. Yeah. And if you're pushing people to the brink psychologically, right. you're going to run into some market problems. Yeah. And I, I just, and I'm not sure I want to do that, that. In, this, in this environment. That's right. And again, it, worth pointing out, we're talking about one chamber of one branch of government. Right. And they're that able is an to, important yeah, part and they're of this. able to get any extractions. I, that's good. Yeah. And again, this is just the beginning. It's not like this is the end. Well, until 2024. And again, like, again, as you can tell, I'm ambivalent about this. Feel free to be concerned that these things don't come to fruition. I do, too. Right. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's probably as well as you could have done in this situation. And and shout out to the people who worked very, very hard. And I know some staffers up there who uh, I I rarely am like, let's take our hats off to to people on the Hill. But let's take our hats off to people. They they were working really hard on this for very long hours over this time. Oh, my gosh, guys, I have some good news for you. What do you got? Not only did we avert default, we're, we're finally done with COVID. Not only the declaration, but finally, a majority of Americans believe that the pandemic is over. 62% agreed. This summer, summer of 2023. This is fun. Do you remember, I think it was two years ago when prematurely... You know, one of these companies put out, one of these brands put out an ad about the end of COVID and everyone coming back and hugging each other and kissing. <laughs> it was and like, it's never mind. Big, yeah. And then was that, wait, was, was that brand the Biden campaign? Oh, yeah. It was, that's right. That's what it was. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, this is an Axios Ipsos poll. Yeah. 
Americans who've long wanted to put COVID in the rearview mirror are actively embracing the idea the pandemic is over. For the first time, the majority of the public agrees the crisis has passed. We're seeing more travel. We're seeing giant concerts and demand for tickets through the roof. I mean, it's Taylor Swift and Beyonce, so that's part of that. Yeah. That's not. It ain't all the pandemic, guys. I think they could have done it in 2020, and maybe people still would have paid a thousand dollars a ticket. A variety of variety of movies are succeeding in a way that they haven't in the past. Theaters, Se- seated diners skyrocketing by 81% in mid-May, coinciding with Mother's Day. So that's good news for restaurants, which were just battered for yes. three years. And I think I mentioned here, by the way, about the QR codes, the poll that was done, that people are basically done using QR code menus, right? They actually want yes. to have something in their hands. Understandable. Yeah. Did I say this on the podcast? And I think I think this might be a Sunny Bunch thought, so I apologize for using it. <laughs> no, he's right. Sonny's right. Which Sometimes. Is, which is restaurants have it backwards. We want digital bill payment. Yes. Touchless digital bill payment without having to deal with people. We yeah. want paper menus. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you're, you're, because you're trying to flag mm-hmm. and sometimes it's forever. And what I usually do now is even before the bill arrives, I have my credit card ready to go because they'll put the bill. They'll come. You know, they'll, you'll signal for them check. Oh, yeah, you got to have it Then ready. they come, and then they're gone again. Yes. And then you got to wait for them to come back <laughs> to get the check, and then you got to wait for them to get the receipt back for you to sign. So I'm seeing this more and more, and I didn't realize this because I just don't know how these things work, but a lot of places on the receipt itself is the, already the QR code on the receipt. And I guess you could, if you have Apple Pay. Interesting. Could... Well, Chili's has a little consoles on your table. Chili's innovating once again, as they often do baby yeah. back ribs. This is this is what happens at Chili's. You, yes. Everyone follows Chili's. Okay, so that's what yeah, we need. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that console is really clean. <laughs> like, I, let, I let the children touch it. I was going to say, Kate would be like, I'm not going near I'm there. I'm wiping it yeah, down. No, wipe it. Yeah. In, in related news, there's a story, a, a local news mm-hmm. outlet, covering the fact that those, who, those in the 25 to 35% mm-hmm. that believe COVID is still a big health risk to them that they are they are now dealing with whether to go and get treatment because the mask policies are ending in treatment facilities. So I went to the pediatrician without a mask today. It's the second time we've done this. Very exciting. Glad for my kid to be able to see nurses fa- faces, yeah. to see the doctor's face. It's nice. I believe that those things matter. And so now some people who are concerned about this are lamenting the fact that everyone gets to go back to normal but them. Okay. So what, I was, to, what was their normal before well, COVID? Well, so I have to ask this. These are the same people who argued that wearing a mask is no big deal. You should be able to do it 24-7 with no leaks. Mm-hmm. Your children should be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving up school is NBD. Giving up therapies in person is NBD. Giving up indoor dining is just like, what kind of elitist are you yeah. that this bothers you? So if all those things were no big deal... Why the why the rush to get back to normal? Isn't it no big deal for you to walk around with your masks and right. avoid all these things? I just like I have sympathy for the fact that there are people who have a tougher time engaging in various situations. That has always been the case. Yeah. I technically yeah, that's for, always been. I technically for most of the pandemic was high risk because I was pregnant. I was immunosuppressed because I was pregnant. So you take those precautions. You know, well, not you, but I mean, a a normal person, another person who was immunosuppressed (laughs) might might do so. A sane person would take some precautions. I will say I did. I did get more careful in the last month of my pregnancies because I didn't want to 
pop positive before I have to be in labor you and smoke, then they make you, you like smoke less. <laughs> so I, I have a bunch of thoughts on this, which is really the first one is the mentality that COVID is being as over. I remember getting emails in the last month or two from the county, Arlington County, Virginia, saying that, you know, they're testing facilities. Everything is closing up shop now. They're no longer going to be doing. They're actually not going to be testing anymore or checking up. And, you know, the surveys, they wanted people. They had a voluntary test program mm -hmm. and it included kids from school where you could have your children voluntarily go to get checked so you could, you know, add to all this information. Now, during COVID times, 2020, 2021, going into 2022 even, every morning you had to do a check off on your phone yeah. to let the county know and the school know my, my child and liability was probably connected to it. My, you know, and I, I hereby promise. Right, that the stupid little question. They're going right. in every single day. And the other thing was I would check up on the New York Times COVID maps. Right. They used to have a COVID maps and suddenly they stopped updating them. And all of a sudden it's like, this hasn't been updated in 10 days or two weeks. Or you mm. can go to this other website now to look at it, but they're, not just, they're just not going to do it anymore. That was interesting. And the other thing is, I do wonder about some of these people. When we were in, coming back from England, we were on line at Dulles in that, that interminable line. And there was a woman in a mask and she was next to us. And we were commiserating about how long the line is. And then she says, yes, they need more people. They think that COVID is over and it's not. Oh. And then we just got quiet. Like, never mind. Yeah, never mind. But, but there are people like that. And the Washington Post did a really dark and fascinating piece some time ago about families, not just long COVID, but families who, you know, are really into super masking basically 24-7. They don't want relatives to visit their baby until you get the COVID test. And there was the guy who talks about hanging his masks on a clothesline so he can wash them and go through the rotation. Okay, well, those process. aren't helping you, sir. Yeah, if you, I want to know. If you're putting yeah. your mask in with a downy fabric softener, sir, yeah. it's not serving you. Well, I want to know. With it the, smells great, people, though. I would love a follow-up in 2023. Right uh, now, the summer of 2023, are they still? The last I heard with that family where the mom was extremely COVID-cautious, right. like the husband left. Like he went Ooh. back west, Ooh. and I don't I know do what feel, happened. I feel very bad for people who had disagreements within a couple yeah. and yeah, within yeah, a family yeah. about this stuff. Yeah. That's really hard. Yeah. The the people I always think about also are because we have an au pair who lives with us. I thought about au pairs in very very cautious households. Oh, oh or, sure. Or yeah. even an au pair who wanted to be very cautious and is paired with a family that's mm -hmm. really not right. Yeah, uh, we vice ended versa. up we ended up in a great situation where okay. we were kind of laissez faire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our au pair was kind of laissez faire, but the the thing is, like, if, if you had a nanny living with mm -hmm. a family who doesn't let her leave the house, and the poor thing is in a different country, speaking English oh, as like a second language. Like I a, mean, it's, it's like a prison. I'm sure there were some bad situations yeah, yeah. out there. My policy generally, if I had an au pair, would be mask optional, clothing optional. That really depends on the au pair, though. Depends on the au pair. Okay, that might be mandatory. Oh, my gosh. From this story, by the way, it's a, yeah. this is a state senator saying the end of universal masking in healthcare facilities is likely to cause some people to get COVID who otherwise would not have gotten it. It's a very minimal ask to ask that people in those environments protect each other, she said. I mean, what year is it? Yeah. Also, I, I demand, I demand that if you want this to be a universal rule, you do a randomized control trial. And you had yeah. plenty of chances to do it. Oh, they could have done it early on. Now, I was here's another wait, yeah. one yeah, more yeah, quote sure. just from the just sure. to just to give you the feel of mm -hmm. 2020 again. 
does society actually believe that the lives of disabled and immunocompromised people are worth saving? And are they willing to put up with a uh, minor inconvenience for the sake of keeping people safe? From or, this moment on or for the rest of life. aren't they? And so the, the suggestion was, because it's not a big deal, you can put it on forever. Yeah, just do it. From this moment, from 2023 yeah. on to the future. From 2020 just, to the future. All we're asking is you to cover your face forever. All we're asking is that toddlers never see the faces of their teachers or pediatricians. It's fine. It's I'm sure it will be fine, uh, says the generation yeah. with huge speech delays. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, so I uh, took my uh, son recently to the emergency room. He's fine. But uh, they had a big sign that says mask is still mandatory in the ER. Interesting. So you go in. Uh, but then I remember being out there and at the nursing unit, you know, there's, there's nobody. It's a, it was a quiet Sunday. The nurse didn't have her mask on, you right. know. And certainly the rest of the hospital, I think it's optional. So you see a lot, but especially people, I feel like a building engineer or one of the other workers, staff, they're not wearing masks. Right. Now, I would say it's probably a good thing for OR staff to still wear masks. Wait, well, this if is I'm the getting thing. surgery, I really hope not to see your face. This is the thing. People who are trained yeah. and fitted yeah. for such things yeah. uh, and need them in very sterile environments, understood. Yeah. But this thing where we assume all masks work the same and that uh -huh. as long as you've got a piece of cloth over your face, yeah. I'm in a better position. You're yeah. You're really not. You're really not. And I would argue that giving people this false sense of security probably caused some problems by just not convincing people to stay home when they feel ill. Right. Instead, they're like, oh, I got my mask. I'm going to go out into the world. It's like, no, no, that's it's not a yeah. I don't know. It feels it feels very silly. Yeah, it feels very silly anyway. But we're moving on. Okay. Many people, many people are moving on. Some are that's not good. Some are not. Sad. All right. I have some uncanceled for us. Hey, more uncanceled. It's a theme. Yes. It's a theme. What Look, do we got? It's, these are my favorite stories because I love yeah. it when people stick up for it's themselves. It's I love it when people stick up for themselves. This is from uh, the Little Mermaid live action movie, uh, which is which is just a bevy of controversies, right? Uh, some real and some fake. I'm, I'm never sure exactly how many controversies are actually coming from complaints or how much of it is like studios ginning yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. up. We're talking about. At any rate, this is a different one you've heard of. I'm sure you've heard about the controversy about uh, a black lead actress, Halle Bailey, and people reacting to that. This one is different. This is Melissa McCarthy's The Little Mermaid makeup artist calls Ursula backlash ridiculous. Melissa McCarthy plays the sea witch. Back in May... When a behind-the-scenes look at Melissa McCarthy's transformation into Ursula for the live-action The Little Mermaid film was shared to Twitter, social media users, specifically those from the drag and LGBTQ plus communities, drag being the most important subsection of our society that has ever existed, okay, yeah. spoke out against the hiring of the makeup artist in charge, Peter Smith King. That's because the look of the undersea villain in the original 1989 animation was inspired by the late drag icon Divine, whose real name was Harris Glenn Milstead, per animator Rob Minkoff. The fact that she was being brought to life in the 2023 film by a non-drag artist stirred some controversy. In a new interview with Insider, the pro, who's always also worked on The Lord of the Rings and Mary Poppins, used words like offensive and ridiculous to describe the comments he's received. Why can't I do as good a job as a queer makeup artist, he said in his chat with the outlet. That's trying to claim it, and that's fine if that's what they want to do, but don't put people down because they're not what they want it to be. Question, was this makeup artist a hobbit? 
I don't know what qualified him <laughs> he to. He must be in order to work on to, a Hobbit movie. Yes, exactly. Uh, He's taking up Hobbit jobs. King also posed the idea that a makeup artist doesn't have to be attached to, quote, the nature of what they're doing. Yeah, good for you. He says he also said he, he worked on this with Melissa McCarthy. Sure together to come up with something that she liked and that was true to the character which is like you know how that should work yeah again there's this movement to say that you can only do what you are right so for example the author richard north patterson he wrote about this recently in the wall street journal he has a upcoming novel that takes place in georgia you know and it involves you know the vote down there and african-american community and he basically got, you know, attacked for and, and are, are strongly criticized for writing as a white man sure. about black characters. And okay. he said, you know, I mean, so he's written about, you know, he, he's a best-selling author. And suddenly his, you know, editor is like, well, let, let me, the publisher, like, let's, let's run this through. Sensitivity readers. Yeah, basically our yeah. younger staffers. Yeah. And they all gave it the thumbs down. Well, good. Well, I, now, well, now we have one fewer novel about black characters. How does everyone feel yeah, about right, that? Yeah, right. Exactly. He luckily was able to find some sort of independent publisher okay, that good. will do it. But the big ones were too scared, you know? But that's, by the way, that's not a book ban. That's not a book ban. Oh, yeah. But like no, moving no, okay. it in a library yeah, yeah, would right. be a yeah, book yeah, ban. Yeah, but, right, right. Um, but anyway, but, but good, for, uh, good for Melissa good for, uh, McCarthy uh, and the artist. Yes. I'm proud of him for sticking up for himself. Pretty forceful standing up for yeah, himself, Yeah, I think too. you have to. Yeah. That's that's how you should do it. Like I'm a professional, guys. I've got this under control. Do you, do you like commercials for Booking.com? I think they're kind of funny. I'll oh, admit that. What are you talking? Booking. About? Yeah. Is that Melissa McCarthy? <laughs> yes, oh, I didn't know yeah. that. I was, and, like, uh, her, I was like, do we have a sponsor? Yeah. What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, that would have been a great transition, so to speak. Her husband's in it too, Ben Falcone, who I think is very Ooh. funny. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, now I'm gonna be on the lookout. Okay. I also want to talk about this Taylor Swift oh, controversy. Oh yeah. Okay. Go ahead. This goes in the uncanceled segment because mm -hmm. Taylor Swift is too big to cancel. And I like people who are do too big to cancel. She, J.K. Rowling, Dave Chappelle, frankly, Lin-Manuel Miranda could be up there, but he has chosen to kowtow too often. It's very sad. When he doesn't need to, he no. could totally be like, Hamilton's the greatest. Up. Shut up, everyone. Yeah. And that's what he should have done. He's too nice. He's a, he's a nice dude. Taylor Swift, her fans have decided that she needs to break up with her new boyfriend Matt Healy is a British singer-songwriter. Band 1975. Because he has said problematic things. And now, you know, she's letting him be a part of the vaunted Swifty brand. And the Swifties themselves, those who have, you know, social consciences, are very upset about this. It's not like Ozzy Osbourne who bit the head off a bat. You know, I mean... <laughs> Which, by the way, he claims that they were fake. Somebody threw a real one on to fool him, and that's what happened. It's neither here nor there. The point is, <laughs> you know, these are rock people. Yeah. They're going to say things. Oh, no, we don't do that anymore. Rock people have to say only the things they're supposed to say. Well, this is the thing. This is what's interesting, because what happens in Taylor Swift's situation with a lot of these people that their fans, they listen to the music. Suddenly, the music is speaking to them. They're connecting with it. And they now idolize this person. But because of that and because how it speaks to them, that person now has to be perfect in their eyes, right. in their minds, right? They can't do it. And it would be very upsetting if you found something out about, you know. That. Right. And this, it also, I feel like it, it 
fandom sort of takes up this religious oh totally uh, vacuum yeah. that many people yeah. have yeah and so it's like they channel it into well, their why it's can't sort of... I why can't I yeah. insist on a certain kind of yeah. boyfriend that's for right. Taylor Swift I hope they Taylor use it Swift... as a vessel that vessel right, right. okay so yeah. already Swift has has made the move of one of the artists that Healy made fun of and said oh. genuinely bad stuff about the rapper right yeah she has teamed up with that rapper and brought her on stage to perform Ice Spice mm. I believe is the name brought her on stage, brought her into the Swifty brand, yeah. right? And some people are making fun of her because, like, this is too obvious a play to heal this problem. But Ice Spice doesn't think it's too obvious a play to heal the problem. She you seems like it's on okay. Stage yeah, Taylor Swift. to be on stage with Taylor Swift. It's probably good for business. Yeah, it's not bad. It's Matty Healy, in case I accidentally said Matt. He spoke to the New Yorker about some of his past mm -hmm. bad behavior, which included, like, making fun of yeah. accents sure. and some racist stuff and some sexual stuff. It's, like, it's not great. Here's what he said. He was asked if he baits his fans on purpose a bit in something like a podcast experience, appearance like that. And he says a little bit, but it doesn't actually matter. Nobody's sitting there at night slumped at their computer and their boyfriend comes over and goes, what's wrong, darling? And they go, it's just this thing with Maddie Healy. That doesn't happen. <laughs> the New Yorker guy says, maybe it does. If it does, he said, you're either deluded or you're, are, you're are, sorry, a liar. You're either lying that you're hurt or you're a bit mental for being hurt. It's yeah. just people going, oh, there's a bad thing over there. Let me get as close to it as possible so you can see how good I am. And I think I kind of want them to do that because they're demonstrating something so base level. Wow. That sentence, it's just people going, oh, there's a bad thing over there. Mm -hmm. Let me get as close to it as possible so you can see how good I am. That is an insightful sentence. That's really... <laughs> really that encapsulates. Sums, that, that, that really, yeah, sums up the state of society that we're, we're and in And you know right what? Now. He said genuinely bad stuff that I yeah. wouldn't say in public. And you know what? Taylor Swift should not dump him over it. Like if they I'm sure they've had conversations. Yeah. And she shouldn't certainly shouldn't dump him because her fans say she should dump him. No thank you. By the way, where's the girl power in that? A bunch of a bunch of teen girls are like, "You need to dump your boyfriend. You're supposed to listen to them." Right. Also, she just broke up with Thanks. somebody and she after a yeah. 6-year relationship and she is 33 years old. I got news for y'all. She going to marry Maddie Healy. <laughs> It would. It, <laughs> this is the yeah, one, guys. Just to, yeah, to really Hate to break it to you. Stick it to those fans. It would be like you know when Frank Sinatra was dating Ava Gardner. You know, as a Frank Sinatra fan, I wasn't upset that he was dating Ava Gardner. <laughs> Frank is a saint. That man never did nothing. I'm just gonna say that he never did anything wrong. It's a beautiful. That's right. He was a, a great, testament. moral, upstanding character, Frank Sinatra. Okay, right, so we'll see. We'll see All if right. she. All right. I okay. look. She's un she's basically uncancelable, so she yeah, shouldn't. I think so. Move on this. Yes. My sister and my niece saw them recently in Philadelphia. They said it is just an amazing show. Yes. So I have heard. Amazing. So I have heard. I'm wondering if one day I will regret having not been to the Eras concert. However, I am not. I am not a Swifty. I enjoy T Taylor Swift. I think she's very talented. Yeah. I've enjoyed her since day one. I loved her songwriting. I think she hits this very visceral young love perspective and it transports you immediately to being a teenager i get it but i'm not deep in the catalog you know so and i felt this was like spending that much money on a on a ticket is really for people who are deep in there yeah yeah so not for me either i know you're surprised to hear yeah all right what's next oh, on our come list come on oh. yeah come on now james vanderbeek speaking of you. going back to my teen years yeah okay let's hear it this is James Vanderbeek, actor, most notably Dawson of Dawson's Creek. Mm -hmm. 
Although he is, I believe, was he a winner of Dancing with the Stars or a runner-up? He was close. Really? Yeah, he was close to the top, if I remember correctly. He. Uh, I, I know. I know people who are friends with his relatives in, up in Connecticut. Oh, really? That's all. That's as he's close also, as I can get. To. He's also behind the scenes, uh-huh. behind the camera, doing various things oh, these days. Has okay. produced things. He was um, also he was the bully in the movie Angus. <laughs> that was a long time ago. He also has produced six children, by the way. Wow. With his wife. Okay. And. He had a little soliloquy mm-hmm. for the fans on Instagram, mm-hmm. on the gram, where he, he was chatting with them about where he was out walking around his property in Texas. They live in Texas now. They pieced out of California. And he's walking around his property in Texas, and he has a little bit to say about the Democratic primary. Let's and see here. I cannot get over the fact that the Democratic National Committee is saying there will not be a debate to decide the nominee for president. Are you kidding me? Over an 80-year-old man who, if he lives, will be the oldest sitting president in the history of the country. And if he doesn't live, has a vice president whose approval rating is worse than his. This guy is obviously declining mental faculties. You're putting him up in front of a podium with flashcards telling him who to call on and what the questions are going to be. And you're telling us there's no debate? What about the will of the people? This was a democracy of the people, by the people, for the people. If we don't have a debate, this is not a democracy by the people. It's a democracy by them. You know, second look at Dawson. I was always Team Pacey. Based Dawson, I could be on board for. How did this go viral? That's what I want to know. Who's following that James Vanderbilt? Oh, everyone follows him. He's he's a very dynamic former teen star, actually. And it's because, well, so here's the thing. He just finished a run. And it just hit record. No, he is. He's and walking. He's walking on a Texas road I, I with several dogs okay. and right. and pulling his kid in a stroller, at, clearly after yeah. exercising. So. And here's the thing about James Vanderbeek. If you're not familiar with his his online persona, uh-huh. he's already like half based because he has six kids and right, he's right, right. married to this woman and they moved to Texas and they're definitely not conservative. But they don't buy into everything. Right. And I think she was a little, certainly, at least skeptical of the COVID vaccine. And she also said some things publicly about how, like, oh, I don't know, general being healthy can help you with COVID, which, of course, was verboten back then. So she's a bit of, like, a crunchy Interesting. mom. Well, that happened with a lot of the crunchy folks because they were already sort of, in many ways, vaccine skeptic. They certainly were not going to go for the COVID vaccine. Yeah. By logic. Right. So he's a little based to begin with. Yeah. And he's his online persona is very sweet. He loves his children. He is extremely involved with his children. Mm. He's self-deprecating and pretty funny. Yeah. And he puts a bunch of family content up. And so just from like a people who like big families, people who like families, he's he's loved in that arena. And then Dancing with the Stars, I think, you know, boosted him quite a bit as well. Right. He does things like have his children watch him hosting SNL when he oh. was 20 and they're like ew dad you're such a nerd and he'll just film it <laughs> so it's, he's a good follow is what I'm saying he's a good follow were you did you watch the show Dawson's Creek oh yeah from day one it was risque guys it was risque I'm gonna I'm gonna be on record saying that I was a big fan of the show particularly after season three when they jumped the shark because Eve had shown up and then she was on the boat and they were hooking up with Dawson. Yeah. And then it crashed into the marina. And then and then Joey was there and she saw the whole thing. Not that I watched the show. I'm just <laughs> going to say that I'm not a fan. 
Eva, a, former a team uh, Joey, by the way. Come oh, on. I mean, understandably. Good stuff. Interesting that Michelle. First of all, Michelle, inter- of all the people in there, who became the biggest star? Also, interesting how famous they all still are. I mean, they're all still quite famous. Hey, well, we Joey. All, yeah, well, she became famous for many reasons. She, well, she was very good also in Thank You for Smoking, yes, Katie Holmes. Yes, yeah. but Katie Holmes remains. She has. She got a gig in one of the Batman films. Like, she's a. And. That's right. Yeah. And then I didn't I didn't love her in it, but but Tom Cruise, of course, like vaulted her to another level of fame. I would say like Pacey's not super famous. No, I, he he was in some more recent movies, but as an older person, which is I very like weird. Him. I like him a lot. But he yeah, he's been in some successful series. Yeah. What was the affair, I believe he was in. Anyway, staying power, Dawson's Creek. Staying power. That's what I'm saying. I, I love that yeah. thing. That was like that was right in my teen years, and we had yeah. we had watching parties you know, for Dawson's Creek. That's the first thing should, I remember having watching parties for. That 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 should be the the theme song for our podcast. I don't want to wait for this podcast to be over. Uh, <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember when I Paula got to Cole learned won- to play this on guitar? Oh. You have to you have to show us that one. I I have I dropped my guitar for a month, but I've picked it up again. So let just me FYI. let me ask you this, Mary Catherine. Do you remember when Paula Cole won the award for that song? And do you remember the most memorable part about it? I don't. What happened? Well, she was up there and she held her award, which may have been a Grammy, and she raised it in the air, and we saw that she was the kind of girl that. Oh yeah, yeah. well that was so those natural things were, those under were, the arm. Oh natural. Is, was she also? Where have all the cowboys gone? I'm going to say it's the same person, but I'm not sure. No, you know what? That show came out. It was on the WB many, many years ago, yep. like in the early the early years. Frog. Yes, it's happened. Everyone loves the WB. And that was up there with Seventh Heaven and Early Charm. And I see you spent very little time with the again, WB No, catalog. I don't. I have. I have to show you this. this I have the W. I have the I W. I believe there's an age gap between us, and yet we Not were watching much. the exact I'm, same I'm only thing. a couple years younger than you are. <laughs> there is. Burn. Uh, I have. I have the WB. My friend uh, John Buckley, who was in that biz a long time ago, gave me as a gag gift the upfront presentation for the WB network. The upfront is where they go to the advertisers, and back in the day, it was actual booklets they gave you. You're gonna love it, and it's all the big hits from that time. I became oh, a big fun. so I became a big fan of Dawson's Creek. Richard Starr, I'm gonna out him right here on the show. Oh my god! You think I'm old? Because y'all watched that first episode just like I did it as was, a teenager, and you're like, "Oh, Pacey's sleeping is, with the hot teacher. We gotta keep this watching some, this." This is some good stuff. Okay, I, was, I remember being scandalized as a teenager. I was, "Oh my god!" Well, I remember like, are this, they allowed the to play the this in prime time? I waited, I think, for many seasons for for uh, Katie Holmes, and I forgot that this was on TV. I thought it was a movie, so I just mm-hmm. wasted my time waiting for her to, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Anyway, I don't even know what that joke meant. No, that's okay. All right. I do have, I still have somewhere <laughs> the, I think it's Rolling Stone magazine with Katie Holmes on the cover. I'm sure you do. And All right. It's wholesome. It's wholesome. <laughs> so, yeah. should we talk, let's close out with a little, yes, a let's, little let's food talk. Yes, let's do some food talk quick, yeah. There's a Bon Appetit article, mm-hmm. and honestly, we don't need that much more than the headline, because mm-hmm. I want to talk about this concept. Yes. And I did read further than the headline. Don't, never fear. Okay, good. That's more than me, but go ahead. There is no such thing as junk food. Food, a hier- food hierarchies are, in truth, sorting mechanisms. It does not make you a worse person to eat junk food, and it certainly doesn't make you a better person to eat whole grains. So this is a 
concept that sort of keeps coming up in sort of like, okay, we want to escape toxic diet culture. But as usual, when the pendulum swings, it swings hard. And it's swinging toward the idea that there are no food choices that are better than other food choices. And to suggest that there are is immoral. And then you have to tack on all the other things. Yeah. It's structurally racist. It's, you know, it's a problem for gender equity. It's all, all the things, right? Yeah. Any judgment you make is all oh those God. things. Yeah. And so this is part of that discussion. And it's not so ham-handed, no pun intended. It's not so ham-handed because it's just... What is it saying? Well, one of the things it argues, for instance, is that I think it puts too much emphasis on, you know, basically you you can eat Cheetos and, and Lucky Charms and like, you know, that's just that's what's available to you if you're, if you're on a budget and oh. therefore... It oh, that's is, an interesting take. Therefore, it is bad to say yeah. that those things are bad because it's more be expensive to, to buy whole foods. Oh, that's okay. totally true. No, yeah, no, there, there is a cost issue here. To One live thing, the way certain people live in terms of how they eat. Yes, and often it is the affluent liberals yeah, yeah, who look down upon people and yeah, say, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to eat arugula instead. And, and it's like, they where, have, am I, where am I getting fresh and arugula? They have, and they have access. Right. To fancy places yes. and farmer's yes. markets. Yes. The other point it made that I, I was like, okay, fair, is, for instance, a bunch of people eat kale. And because that's associated with a certain type of person, kale is very healthy, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's entire sections of the country, particularly black Americans who eat a lot of collard greens, which is yeah. just as healthy as kale. But the argument against collard greens is, well, it's slathered in bacon fat. It is. However, I was going to say, what how, do you, how collard greens are? I love collard greens. No, but what do you put on kale? And this is a good oh, point. Oh, yeah, sure. Caesar dressing, yeah. whatever other mm -hmm. sugary dressing yeah, you have. Yeah, like, yeah. so it's, mm -hmm. there is a sort of a, a classist yeah. distinction when it comes to nutrition. At, uh, I mean, putting fat on things isn't bad for you. That's no, another. That's exactly right. But we're like, my favorite rest, Indian restaurants like Rasika and uh, the Bombay Club, for example, you can get their crispy kale. It's a huge Ooh, those people love are, crispy that kale. It's good. I have the Rossica cookbook for the crispy kale. You'd be surprised how much oil and ghee and stuff yeah. like that that goes into that. Maybe not ghee, but definitely oil. So again, eh. Yeah. Um, again. Eh. No, 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 no. My here's, big, here's thought, a good yeah. here's a good yeah. nut graph. <laughs> again, yeah. no pun intended. Many people's reaction to this confusion is to refine the category of healthy until it's full of foods essentially available only to people who live on a farm as well as close to other farms, with the ability to spend every day prepping fresh farm-sourced food for themselves. They also boast no limits on expenditures, no health conditions that would limit what they can consume, and no piggy eaters on the premises. The number of people who can live this way is vanishingly small, yeah. which means that actually adhering to the platonic healthy diet becomes entirely aspirational. And that, there's truth to that. Yeah. I also don't want to discount the fact that slamming as many calories as we have into a quarter pounder with cheese is an evolutionary revelation, right? In the, in the past, you would have to hunt for a oh, month to find that many calories, these, yeah, right? Sure. So there are upsides to our junk food. Yes. I, when I grew up, we had a host of junk food, hostess, literally a hostess of <laughs> junk food in our house. There's so many puns. Twinkies, cupcakes, devil dogs, whatever. Although I don't even know if devil dogs is hostess. Ding dongs, king dons. I was a skinny kid. You know, but that's what we had. And at the time, I guess you could have gone healthy, but that's really what was at the shop, right? Right. You know, yeah, that's what's available. Yeah. Uh, so be it. And again, I love how, you know, we, we get fixated with all these fancy energy bars and protein bars with all the fancy stuff on it. 
And sometimes you can get it now with just not, not just nuts, but you get a little caramel in it and you got chocolate. In my day, that was called Snickers. Well, yeah, you it's, know, it's, that, that's another distinction is like yeah. a kind bar is so much better for you than other yeah, low end snack yeah, bars. I'm yeah, not sure on. that's the case. Okay. Now you <laughs> have, yeah. But I would rather not get to the point where we just declare that all foods are equally amazing because, you know, food is fuel and there are better fuels than other fuels and more efficient fuels than other yes. fuels. And yeah. Yeah. That's what I try to teach my kids, which, you know, we all have this. Yeah. Thing. I mean, I don't eat like that now. You know, I mean, I try, but I mean, I, of course, in our office, you sent me a, a link to a cereal box. Oh, yes. Apparently, what General, is this? General Mills has, the, we'll, we'll end with this so that yeah. everyone, ha, ever, yeah, yeah. everyone knows, because this is the important news. Mm-hmm. General Mills has introduced its first new monster to uh-huh. its monster line, Ch- uh-huh. Count Chocula. Oh, right. Those That's guys. what it is. Yeah. In years, and I believe her name is Carmella Creeper. Yes. And it's an apple caramel cereal, which is, look, if there's junk food, this is junk food, okay? Is she Italian? I'm wondering if this is a slur against the Itali- my Italian <laughs> compatriots, Carmella. Oh, I see, Car- Caramel. Carmella. Yes, Carmella. Mm. Uh, and she's, yeah. she's green. It's and, green. Uh, the cereal sort of, is green. Honestly, sort of cute. She got a vibe. It's, I was not, even as a kid, I liked cereal growing up, obviously, but I was not into the crazy, I, like- Lucky Charms is too much. It's too much. I, you know, I am of the same mind. My brothers liked Fruity Pebbles, and I was like, "That's disgusting." That's good. That's a party. Get but, out you of know here. What the best part of the Fruity Pebbles is the milk afterwards. Oh, it's so that gross. is delicious. That is so. When I hear, I, when I hear things that are that are cereal milk, and there's this like famous yeah, 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 high yeah, yeah. end thing. Yeah, of course. What uh, is that uh, from? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Chang. Yeah, milk bar. Okay, so That's I hear not anything. Peter I, Chang. It's yeah, Momofuku. Okay, what, so anything I hear. Anything I hear about that is cereal milk, yeah. all I can think of David Chang. Is Thank you. My my little brother's cereal milk, oh. like from growing up, yeah. and I'm just like, no, 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 no. That's I don't want that it's anywhere good. near me. Um, I was a fan of plain old Cheerios. Oh, and Kicks. Boring, boring, and boring. I loved wow. Kick. Kick. Look, Kicks are kid. kid. Yeah. What else? Grape nuts. Mother trusted, like kid nut? approved. What was it? Do Actually, like... I do like grape nuts also. <laughs> I have a question. When you run out of- Kid-tested, mother-approved. That's Thank what it you. is. When you run out of grape nuts, do you just go outside and get some gravel and put it in a bowl with milk? Say, you know oh, yeah, I'll just substitute it. Probably also good for you. Captain Crunch, I liked even though it cut up your mouth. Captain Crunch is good. I will, I'll give you that oh, one. Captain. I also like a little Applejack occasionally. Occasionally. That is good. That's more of a purest form than Fruit Loops. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> going to say this. If you like, if, you li- if you're into Carmella Creeper, if that's your thing, go for it. And I would say- if you live in New York City, to stock up because Eric Adams will probably ban it. Oh, yeah. Very get, soon. get it soon. That's it. Yeah. Okay. That wraps up another episode of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victoria Mattis. I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter, at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. You can also follow the podcast at Getting Hammered Podcast on Instagram. Please do. You can also leave us reviews. You should. They should be five stars. I mean, not that I'm telling you your business, but it would help us out. And you can find me at Outkick.com, where I wrote about trans athletes this week, wading into the controversy. And you can listen to me on Ruthless. And that's about it. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast.